Christopher J. Pennant. Ah, uh, the Midway. September 24th, 2016. I saw it in the Red Eye, and I'm, I'm from South Shore. I like coming to High Park. I like going to things that are south. I feel like there's not a lot of things going that are publicized in the south side of the city that are positive. I, I keep saying positive. I want to put this in like very frank, no uncertain terms. There's a lot of bullshit that gets spread around about the south side of Chicago that's not true. And there's things that are going on that are just like even good snapshots of good things that happen every single day that nobody seems to want to talk about or people have to like force it down somebody's throat or in someone's ear. It's like, hey, this is happening. And I like jazz a lot, so I wanted to come. I got to tell somebody this story today. Um, the band program came to my grade school in fourth grade and it was, I don't know who the guys were or what they, what they played or what, if they were in a band together, if they just came as they linked up for that demonstration. But we hadn't had anything. There was no music program because we were a, a magnet school that just, we didn't have a lot of stuff. The instrument that I'd played was, a, we had those plastic recorders, and I really liked it. I played it, I was like, I want to play something, so we'll play this. I knew it kind of, it stunk, but it was, it was what I had, so I played it. And when these guys came in, they came into the cafeteria, and they sat up on this stage. I don't think I knew what was going on, and they started playing, and I saw the trombone, and I was like, that. That's what I want to play, that right there. And I. I couldn't run home because we were in Mount Greenwood and I was in South Shore, so I couldn't actually run home. But it felt like I ran into the door and I was telling my mom, I was like, I want to play trombone. I want to play trombone. Like, I want to play that this year. And she told me that I was getting in trouble too much, which I was. And if I could stay out of trouble for a year, that I could play trombone. She would put me in the program. So I had the best year of school I've ever had. I don't think I ever went back to the principal's office that year. The next year, it all went out the window. It just, it was, like we, we got, they started, they instituted detention, and I got four detentions in the first week. That's five days. Wednesday, nothing happened. The other four days, I, w I got detention. And I, they didn't start until next week, so I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, they didn't mean it. And then, uh, then they kicked in. But um, I started band the next year, and I played for a good part of the next... 15 years, 16 years, up until last year is really when I didn't have a band to play in. And I was in jazz band in high school and college. The jazz band in college was, was amazing. It was made me a better person, made me a better leader. I put it on my job applications, which everybody always asks, like, well, do you have any actual work-related stories? I was like, this was work. This was work. Asking us, what are your leadership qualities? Well, I arranged, I got the trombone section to practice, which is not easy. My mom always had a bunch of records that she would tell me not to play or she would pull some out and say, okay, listen to this. And we always had 91.5 on. She always listened to WDCB, which I saw that they're right over there. So we would get that staticky station from DuPage and we would leave it on. And it's just, it's just cool. Jazz is just cool. I have to keep telling people that jazz is cool for some reason. It's like they don't understand what it is or they're not trying to listen to it. You get to do what you want, you know, within reason. Okay, so the U.S. is about individualism kind of within a rule set, right? You know, you have a constitution of this is what the people should have and this is what they can do. But within that, there's all these expressions of individualism, of freedom. At, at its best, that's what the U.S. is supposed to be. So you have this art form 
that is a group of people playing together within a form, but it's loose, it's fluid. You get to engage with the audience, you get to engage with your players, you get to engage with yourself and tap into parts of yourself that you know you, you might not have you might not have heard or something that's on your mind. You can translate it into your instrument. You get to step out for a second or two, for a minute or two, for an hour or two, you get to step out and then you come back in. And everybody's working within that fluidity. It's like water. It's like basketball. It's the same principle. You get five people on a team, and there's rules. There's a rectangular court, but there's this individual effort, excellence that gets put out on a stage. Michael Jordan couldn't play by himself, but it looked like he was, right? That's what makes jazz cool. And the other classes of music that get to do that, like rock and roll, where you have guys soloing, I'm listening to Pink Floyd, and you have David Gilmour going at it, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for jazz music. It would not have happened. Music you had before that was about this group structure, and like our director always said, at this point we want to sound like one instrument. That's what they're trying to do. You, know, you get a choir together, they're singing, and you might have some soloists, but you want to sound like one instrument. Jazz is just so weird. Like it's just, you can the, the end of these guys set, they were all just everybody do what you. There's there's parts of the music where it's just the wavy line. Stay in the stay in the key of F, but everybody do what you want, and then come back. We're gonna hit it, and we're out. There's not many other things that I've experienced that are like that, but listening to it and playing it, and that's that's what makes the shit cool. It's it's just it's so dope. You are a good salesman. I can sell this. Couldn't sell you. I uh, couldn't sell you world's finest chocolate. Oh man! Um, the first time I went to a concert, I went to Bradley down in Peoria, and I was really nervous. I was. I didn't know what college was going to be like. And I figured the band program would be difficult. It wasn't like high school where you kind of, if you signed up to play, you were in. And I went and I, uh, I did my audition, and I ended up getting into the second tier, the lab band. And the first concert we had was the lab band played, I think, three or four songs first, and then the jazz ensemble played. And I was excited. College felt like, I don't know, it's, I almost forgot how college feels. But it's like you're, you're, you're still young, but there's all these things to do where you can just kind of do them within this bubble. And Bradley was small, so you could walk to everything. So I think I went to see the, the jazz uh, quartet at some of them. They played at this, uh, this restaurant. It, and it was just like, was like man, I'm sitting in this, this cafe and I'm listening to this jazz man. And they were in college too, but it was a different experience for me. And I got to sit in with them. And then we had this concert and we sat in the audience and we listened to the ensemble after we finished playing. And they came out and played Peanut Vendor. Have you ever heard Peanut Vendor? You've, okay, you know Peanut Vendor. It's like... And I, it's like this kind of Brazilian, kind of summer tune, just a, just a riff tune. And guys will you know, go in and go out over that. So what they did, because our director is always trying to spice things up, they had the baritone, they had the Barry Sax coming from the back of the auditorium and just start playing his, his thing alone. And he was just playing, bum, 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 just like really digging into it. And I'm sitting there, and the lights are up. This is the first song they play. The lights are down. They bring the lights up. But Barry Sax comes out of the back. I got up, and I threw my hat on stage. I was wild, and I was like, yo! And everybody else is kind of, oh, we're listening to some jazz. And I, I don't think anybody knew what to make of that. I, I always wear socks hats, and my director's a Cubs fan. So he got up, he took the hat, and put it on, and walked out. And I didn't know that until I talked to him. But that was, that was something else. That was absolutely something else. And after that, I was like, I'm going to get in the ensemble. And I got the chance to play with them. I'm trying to 
it's like a, a moment other than that, like we played so many good charts and we, we got some people that probably never got up and danced in that place to get up and dance. That was, that was, that was what was really, really good about it. When I knew that we got locked in, it felt good. It felt like very technically good, but I always, my one problem is that I put in too much. If we were playing, I got excited. If somebody was hitting something, I got excited. If somebody was soloing well, I was like, I got excited. So I'd play too hard. And I would always blow my chops at the end of a set, which you're never supposed to do. But it was just, I was so into it. I was always a fan. Even if we were playing, I was always a fan. I was always a fan. And that, you know, that wasn't what started it, but that was, that was probably one of the, the, most, the most fun times. Just, just being able to listen to them. Oh yeah, it's. I've always liked music, but it's um, it's kind of like seeing, seeing sounds with jazz. You you hear a song and you're like, oh that's a, that's a Friday night on the lakefront, or oh that's um, that's like we're we're having a that's like we're cooking in the kitchen on Sunday or something like that. Or it's like it's it's so many experiences. And maybe that's just, that's me and some other people, but being able to have that music in my head, it's a, a rhythm that you keep. And it keeps me emotionally aware and emotionally settled a lot of the time. But being able to play, like I said, just the, kind of the structure and um, I don't know. He probably won't hear this. Todd Kelly is the j director of jazz at Bradley. He gave me a shot to lead the lead the, the trombone section. He played me first chair. I was never the best guy there. And I straight up told him, I was like, this guy is better than me. Don't you want to make him first chair? He's like, no, no, no. We, like he's it's a, he's a freshman, and we can put you there. And I know you can do this. And I didn't know I could do it. So when we had to have sectionals, when Doc came in yelling like, "This is the, we have a concert in two days. You guys got to get it together," I had to call the sectionals. I had to make sure we all stayed on target. And sometimes I didn't think I did, but I think for that one particular concert, he came back and he's like, "Chris, you got these guys ready to go," and you did. One of the things I always reach back and say, I had an effect on someone. We had a guy named Parker from, I think, out by St. Charles, who was a good dude. He was always a good dude, laid back. And sometimes it looked like he just didn't really care. And Parker, in four years at Bradley, went from this guy that was just like, eh, going to do, what it, do what it, you know, whatever, and just go with the flow. Parker not only became a better musician, he got through his music business course, he got his degree, he went down to Nashville and did an internship. I saw this dude firing. He was firing. We had concerts where he was going out there and firing. And it, it, it changed from like, well, I don't know if we want to give Parker the solo. It was like, let, let, let that man go. Let him work. And he told me and I told him, it was like, like, dude, you came up. The guy who was better than me, he regressed. Parker became better. Parker became a better musician, and he became a, he was just more focused student. And, you know, that's not all me. He had other people talking to him. But I had never really been able to do that before with anybody, as I'd never been in that uh, position like that. So for that, that made me, you know, that let me know I could be a leader. I could be a leader. People would listen to me. People would follow me. People would respect what I had to say. And... I mean, people saw something in me that they thought that I had those qualities in the first place, which, you know, sometimes you don't know it, sometimes you forget. But I can always reach back and say, okay, we need to do this, I can do it, I've done it before. And then there's like the limbering things that, you know, it makes you healthier, and probably my breathing probably got better, because it has to. 
you get to play this music, songs you've never heard before. You look up other music that you haven't heard yet. I've learned other things that I, I could do as a player, and I. It, it just broadens your horizons. It's like traveling. You get to listen to some of this music, stuff you've never heard. It's that's what that's that's what it. I'm very bad at finishing stories. Aren't I? No, you're good. <laughs> it just opens up so many possibilities, and unlocks parts of your mind. I mean, jazz and blues and Chicago is something that's probably the, the calling cards of the city. People, people. My friend came from Canada, and he's like, "Well, I want to go see a blues band." He grew up playing drums and guitar, I believe, so he wants to go see a blues band. And people a lot of times would come to Chicago to see blues, and those two are so intertwined. But Chicago being Chicago, and one of those cities where people who were coming up from the South, and at any time in the last 200 years, they thought, these are one of the places that we want to go. This is that big city, and it became that melting pot. Now, Chicago being Chicago, people said, you can live here, or here, or maybe here. And that's why this festival is so dynamic and unique and important, because this is the area of the city with a much wider encompassment. That this is where jazz and blues was, where it was flourishing. This is where it was coming up. There were some places up north where people were cool, and this is before my time, but it's Bronzeville, it's Woodlawn, it's Oakland, it's Hyde Park, it's South Shore. It's even places, of, like a little bit places southwest now, Roseland and Chatham. Jazz, you gotta be kinda off to play play really good jazz. Like um, Dave Koz, Dave Koz is cool, but Dave Koz never had it hard, man. Like Dave Koz can practice and Dave Koz can be really, really, really good soprano sax player. But Dave Koz, I don't believe, has ever gotten kicked in the teeth to where he really like has got that, that edge. You gotta have some kind of a, I read, I, read a, I read a book a long time ago about baseball, and they said a line about people coming back. It's like, you gotta, it sort of put the iron in them. And I feel like to really, really, really be good, you gotta have that. I mean, that's why it's, it's, it's important to Chicago, and it's important to the U.S. because, and I say this with absolute conviction, the U.S. is not the greatest country in the world, and sometimes by our own doing, and sometimes not. But we have given the world two decidedly great things. I guess three if you want to count them separately. Basketball, jazz, and blues. That is what America has given the world that actually really positively matters. And that's Chicago, that's St. Louis, that's Mississippi, New Orleans. People know about these places. People know about these places from so far away. And when it's good, that's what they ask about. That's what it's helped put Chicago in that, in that map. Michael Jordan and Buddy Walkers, Buddy Walkers, Buddy Guy. I think this, this music opens up people's minds and it opens up your soul somewhat. And I know it's kind of, it's kind of weird, it's kind of like the, the reason I've talked to people and they're like, oh I can't get into rap because I can't understand it. And jazz kind of feels like that, it's like, oh I can't understand it, this guy's playing a something like that something like old school Charlie Parker uh, like Dizzy Gillespie like really really fast stuff but it has that reflection of life without always having lyrics because sometimes life moves at that that breakneck 156 beats per minute it makes moves at that pace and sometimes it lays back into like blue and green on kind of blue you have to slow down into that and that's what makes this so cool but it's got it, it does it the way it does that like I, I can't I don't know who's who she is, but I can hear her singing right now, and it's like, some stuff just 
reaches in and pulls the emotion out of you where you, you kind of stop in your tracks and you're like, oh my God, I have to listen to this. You, you're, it's mesmerizing. It's so sensuous that you, you cannot turn away from it. And people close their ears to it because it's, like I said, it's weird. And some people kind of see it as this sometimes outdated or sometimes a refuge of older generation. No, it's not like that. Ideally, when you have jazz, you have a concert. Like the last group that played, they weren't necessarily a get up and dance kind of a kind of a group. But I, I kind of wanted these people like, man, get up and move around a little bit. You know, kids always get to dance, and you get to dance without anybody telling you to sit down until you're like twelve. So kids are the luckiest people at a jazz concert because they're just gonna sit, they're gonna like get up and be like, nice, I'm gonna move around, I'm gonna bob my head, I'm gonna like wave my arms, I'm gonna do whatever because that's what the music does to you. So people need to appreciate this. Like I said, this is what this country's given the world. We said, here is jazz. Scott Joplin and, and Jelly Roll Morton said, here is jazz. And it's never gotten its just desserts. It's never gotten due reward. Every, you know, they had to fight to get it in the, actual, in the music clubs and ballrooms, and then they had to fight to get people who could really, really play in the band. And then, like, it's always got pushed out in favor of something else. This is what we've given the world as Americans. America, as actual Americans, this is something we can be proud of. So don't let it go by the wayside. And tell more kids to play trombone because trumpeters, trumpet players are arrogant and they're, they're like always cocky and they're always getting, they always have to, they stand in the front and they play really loud. And it's like, oh, who cares? Trombone is smooth. Trombone has that deep, velvety sound. Trombone has range. Trombone is nice. Tell more kids to play trombone. I guess that's all I've got. <laughs>